This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, it's Justine. And I'm Jenna. Welcome to episode 31 of the Same Brain Podcast. We have a very special guest today. Yay! Roll that intro first. Okay, so today we are joined with Nikki Sun. Hello, welcome! Hi! From very far away. We are socially distanced sitting. <laughs> we both got COVID tests before we arrived, and I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so honored to be here, especially getting to talk women in tech with you amazing ladies. Thank you so much for I'm, having me on your show. It's such an honor. I'm so excited. So we recorded something for you. Now you're starting a new project coming out. Depending upon when I post this, it may already be out, which I have a feeling it's going to be. So do you <laughs> want to tell us a little bit about it? Yes. So I launched a website called TechNikkiSpeaking.com. And TechNikkiSpeaking, my name is Nikki, and it's a play off of the word technically speaking. So for those of you who didn't get that pun, but I started this as a mission as to provide a free resource for a lot of beginning content creators. So it's not just going to be videos or tech tutorials or tutorials from me, but it's like how to do something and I can generate and also highlight and amplify other creators as well. And my main mission, um, just being a woman and person of color in this space, um, and there hasn't been enough resources for me, I was like, I want to be the change that I want to see. And so a part of the big thing about starting a website is I also wanted to highlight and amplify other women creators and filmmakers of color. As a director, editor, cinematographer, and host myself, I just really want to amplify as many creators as possible and give them the resources and highlight you know jobs or internships or writing fellowships and make it more accessible because I always believed in accessibility Mm -hmm. and how do we get accessibility out to as many creators as possible yeah and it's interesting because we were actually talking about this Mm -hmm. I think on like the last episode like there's just so many cool women doing cool things and it's like how do you find them like you too like it's (laughs) honestly this is so exciting because it's just I want to see more women in tech and women in filmmaking. And it's not like we don't exist. I think it's just knowing that there are resources and there are women like us that are saying, come and be a part of this energy, this this room, this vibe. It's community over competition. I know we stress that a lot in, in our interview. Yeah. And I, I'm a firm believer in that. Like I am wanting to be everyone's hype woman. Like there's no reason that we need to be pitted against each other at all. I think it's just all of yeah, I'm like, sometimes I'll even get a project where I'm like, mm, this isn't right for me, but then I'll be like, okay, this person might be good. Or like a lot of times, if it doesn't work for me, it might work for Jenna. Yes. And so it's kind of like vice versa. So it's really kind of cool. Yeah. I think too, the great thing about the internet is, I mean, I started streaming on Twitch, like, I guess what the beginning of the pandemic. And I feel like I kind of formed like this new little community. And then that community kind of formed their own community. So it's just great, like seeing how people can kind of bond over the internet with like their similar interests. And there's so many of like younger female, you know, of of our audience. And they're like, you guys inspired me to get into tech. Like I, you know, I was always scared to do it, but like now I, you know, I feel, I feel good. I feel confident. And like, I'm just, I'm learning everything from the internet. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it's such 
such an important thing to have those resources. And I think it's really cool that, you know, you're, you're doing this. It's a really good idea. Thank you so much. And I, again, like, um, another girlfriend of mine, Valentina V. Um, we love her. She's great. Right? Oh, well, she's, okay, yes. she's cool. <laughs> love her. She's incredible. But I interviewed her like back in, uh, Aperture when we were able to, and she said something that resonated with me when I interviewed um, her about it. It's like when other women see us, they're inspired to do it too. And so I think just taking that and leading with that is like seeing Jenna and Justine, me, I think hopefully bringing more people out there and just highlighting. It's like we don't exist. I mean, we exist. It's not like we don't. Yeah. But here are some amazing creators that I want to amplify because of Hollywood saying like we just couldn't find a woman or we just couldn't find a person of color. I'm like, well, here, here you go. Right. You know, there's no excuse. Yeah, you're not looking <laughs> hard enough. Then. Yeah, that's, what, exactly. that's yeah. the thing too. It's like if you're doing casting, like that's literally your job is yeah. to cast for these specific things. And I mean, I can't even imagine like being a casting director because that has to be very difficult as well. I mean, I've never yeah. really, I mean, I've been in for auditions and things like that, but it's like trying to get that on-screen chemistry for things like has to be really difficult. Absolutely. I've done casting a little bit too. I think, you know, I started off as a host and in front of the camera because I also, you know, identity is a huge thing for me too, but I learned that I was a woman way before I knew that I was Asian. And so for me, like the first chapter of my life was just understanding my identity and how that plays a role into Hollywood. And so like my first channel, I interviewed a lot of up and coming Asian American entrepreneurs and artists and entertainers that weren't getting mainstream attention. And then now just being in this space, I'm like, how can I further broaden and amplify that way we're not just talking in our own echo chamber, you know? So I wanted to, like, how do I reach a broader audience? And so I think tech and creation and creators, I think has been a way to bridge those gaps in, in that way. Yeah, I mean, there's so many creators and it's so diverse too, but it's, it's still a male dominated kind of thing. Like even like YouTube, it's like yeah. you see the top of the charts are all men, men, mm -hmm. men. And it's also interesting because everyone's like, oh, well, you're a woman, it must be so easy. You just like go in front of the camera and I'm like, First of all, yes. it's that's not the case yes. because the top of the YouTube charts, even for makeup, mm -hmm. it's all it still is men. So it's yeah. kind of crazy that like that still is a dominated industry for basically everything. Yeah. And I think just like we were talking too, it's like you know, supporting other women and finding cool people that are yeah. doing stuff and like raise us all up at the same time. Exactly. It's like I feel like I could like throw a rock and hit like a male reviewer yeah you know and it's not saying that you know I'm anti-men or anything like I love men I love women I think it's what's important to understand and to get out there is that we just want to add to the perspective and add a different lens and the more that we add it's just beautiful to have such diversity so it's not just coming from one a point of view and I think that's why you choose certain directors for projects on film is because you're really hiring this director for their eye and the way that they see the world. So if we're just saying that all these films and all these projects are being created from a specific kind of creator, that's the kind of content you're going to get. So it's just, we want to add to that. We don't want to like say we're going to replace you. No, definitely I think not. that's the biggest thing with this, all these movements happening is like, there is this fragility that is happening. And it's like, no, we're not trying to replace you. We just want to add and be respected. Yeah. And as we're talking listen to what we're saying versus caring about what we're wearing. Mm -hmm. Cause that's a huge thing. I, I think being a female creator is like, there's about to be one or two or three year comments that have to do with nothing you're saying. And it's strictly on what you're wearing and what yeah. you look like. And it's interesting because that also happens to the males too. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's just the, the nature of those commenters. But I also feel like 
there's so many more men doing it. So mm-hmm. it's like that barrier to entry for them to, to get that notoriety. It's easier because there's so many more people doing it. So I think now finally it's like women are becoming more comfortable in front of the camera, yes. behind the camera, doing everything. And, and it's really exciting and to see. And I'm here for it. Yes, <laughs> me too. I'm so here for it. And don't get us wrong. It's definitely very, very scary. But I feel like, I mean, mm-hmm. wh- how long have you been doing this, you said? I mean, I've been doing media for 10 years. Okay, yeah. But just recently, these last two years, more transition behind the camera so I can amplify more women behind the camera. Gotcha. And you've been doing this for third, fifth, fifth, over 50, I think almost like 15 years. Amount of, oh yeah, I guess, because like I've been doing it for 11 Six is when I started my YouTube channel. But then before that, like I was still creating content and stuff. So it's just like, I didn't know anything else. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like you you knew you were a woman first. Like I didn't even like, that wasn't something that I thought of. Like I never considered myself a woman in tech. I was just like, I like tech. Yep. I like video games. And then it started becoming a thing where they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're a woman in tech. I'm like, I'm, it's weird, right? Like it's strange to like have to have that label. Or they would just assume like, well, you don't actually play video games. And I'm like, I can give you pictures of us. I'm like probably in diapers, like holding a (laughs) controller. Like I've been playing video games my whole life. Like, what do you mean I don't play video games? Because I'm a woman. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But then as a consumer of content, it's weird because that stream of consciousness, when you're watching something, like Mm -hmm. it is so easy to judge that like if, it's like, it happens all the time. It happens naturally. I watch videos. I sometimes think, oh, that person might not do the thing that, and then I'm like, wait, they're doing that to me and I'm now doing it to them. Mm. So it's like, you don't ever realize it's happening because it's just them, like a stream of consciousness. They leave these comments and they don't even realize that you're going to actually see it. Yeah. True. I guess that's kind of how I felt too about being on Twitch. I was like, I don't really want to be like a female streamer because for the longest time, like I just had a very negative um, perception of what that was. And then I'm like, I don't know why, like I know so many cool like female streamers, but it's like, I just had this, this in my head where I'm like, I don't want people to think like, oh, I'm, you know, streaming for this reason. So like anytime I, when I started streaming, I'm like, I'm wearing like a turtleneck. <laughs> like I am covering up, like I am not here am to be so, seen. Yeah. Like I'm here to just like hang out, play yeah. games. Like I, half the time I have like my hair in a messy bun. Like this is not a show. Like this is just me hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's like, you know, there's like that perception where I don't know, being a female streamer. Like, I don't think that anymore because there's so many incredible people, but Mm -hmm. just getting that out of my head took a, took a very long time. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, those things still exist, but there was definitely something that I had to like get out of my brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because that is you at the end of the day, just because you have like, you're a woman in tech doesn't mean you are expected to look a certain way. I mean, yesterday I I went um, to go grab like an extra T5 at Best Buy's and I was just like, for once, not wearing all black jeans. And, you know, I'm like, people stare at you like, and then I go to the front and they're like, oh, what can I help you? I'm like, yes, I would like to get the Samsung T5, the one terabyte hard drive. And everybody in the line's like, did not expect that, <laughs> you know, from you. Yeah. But it's like, I think being a woman in tech sometimes is like, we're trying to break the mold of expect the unexpected or like, you know, we're breaking that perception of what a woman in tech is supposed to look like or sound like or, or be like. I think- the modifier of being a female filmmaker, I feel like there's always these adjectives that describe me. Like, if not, I was like an Asian in entertainment. Right. So you they know? have to add those extra labels yeah. on. It's like, no. And then now I'm like a woman in tech. So it's like, I'm always being identified differently. And it's it's been like this identity crisis where it's like, well, should I accept that? Or do I accept it and try to break it down in a way by not addressing it? But it's like, I kind of want to address it because it's been like this thing. But So like, what would you prefer to, like, what would be your dream case scenario of like, 
to identify as? Gosh, <laughs> I think like human being first, just like a solid human. Yeah, that works. You know, just yeah. like, like this is like an amazing human being, you know, and I, I'm not like defined by any modifiers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I think it's going to take a while to like have people drop it. But I, I hope that we can get to the day that we can just drop all of that. But I think this is why it's amazing to see the work that you're doing and the work that I'm trying to do. And everybody's starting to feel like it's part of your identity and it's important. But I don't want it to be the only thing that identifies you as a person or like an amazing content creator. And I think that's hard, too, because with brands and with those types of things, like you have to be kind of put into these buckets to be able to like advertise too. So it's just yeah. that everything comes down to marketing. So it's like, how do I target you? Because you like mm-hmm. these certain things. How do you target all of us? So yeah. it's kind of like, no matter what, like I feel like Google or whatever is going to label us on our searching. So yeah. we're getting judged no matter it's what. very true. What has come up in your Google searches when you guys are looking up for yourself and like, or like even when brands reach out to you, have you ever gotten like a reach out that's like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Oh, gosh. there's been a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like so many alcohol sponsorships too, which I mean, I don't drink. So it's like, okay, well, I mean, maybe a couple of years ago, I might've done a wine integration, but it's like yeah. now it's like those things don't fit or some kind of other beauty you know, and fashion. They're like, oh, we I'm love like, your beauty and fashion channel. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm did like, you look at it? Yeah. You, you obviously fashion. don't follow. <laughs> I'm like, I literally didn't wash my hair for a week in my last video. There was no makeup. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> I don't think that was right. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There was definitely some weird things. I don't even know. There's, there's a lot of weird stuff. A lot, a lot of yeah. times I'm called the wrong name. Oh, yeah. Oh, they'll be like, I love that, like, the, sometimes it'll be like, hey, Marquez, we love your channel. I'm like, that's not me. I got one. It's like, hey, Austin. I'm like, should I it forward happens? this to him? Like, yeah. all the time. Yeah, just I'm like, like this paste. must have been copy pasted and forwarded. For sure. Yeah. It Which, happens. I mean, you kind of worked in marketing, so you kind yeah. of, you understand. You get like, it. Yeah. It's, you know, you're just trying to do your job and kind of reach as many people as possible. Yeah. So I get it. It's actually kind of funny <laughs> at this point. And sometimes some good deals have actually come from that. True. And then I usually feel very bad. So I'll like try to like nice to reply and be like, hey, just let you know, like, and then they, you know, obviously feel terrible. I'm like, it's cool. I don't really care, but <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. So I feel like I want to get to know you a little more because I feel like I only know you from like when I kind of like met you and like what you've done since then sort of following. So I guess going back, so I guess we'll just start from the beginning. Like, where are you from? (laughs) The same place as MC Hammer, Fremont, California is my hometown. (laughs) Big fan. I literally was like, did I just age myself? Because I just put out a TikTok explaining YouTube shorts. And one of the questions I video replied to was like this girl was asking is youtube shorts legit and i literally at the end was like too legit too quick i'm like oh my god i'm just aging aging myself right now but i uh, like you can't you know yeah so i'm from the bay bay area and i rep it proudly yeah i've, I've been in los angeles on april fool's day it'll be eight years oh actually. wow yeah i remember that day because everybody thought i was kidding and i was oh. like no i'm here jokes on you that's so funny <laughs> and then did you always kind of want to be in film or like hosting or kind of like where it was your like Gosh, upbringing i was very blessed to have parents that didn't put me in a mold or like stereotypes and so sometimes even you know now it's hard to relate to some of the content that i see out there that you know kind of um showcases like asian families I grew up in a very mixed family too. And um, I think growing up, I was kind of shy and introverted, but it was my dad that made me like run for class president or like, you know, 
enroll in karate or like do piano, violin and sing. And so it kind of caught me out of my shell. And so I really am thankful for that because it's, it was one of those things where like, I'm t- I can't do it. I can't do it. And after I did, I'm like, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Like I don't regret it. Cause now I don't know where I would have been, um, being even comfortable speaking in front of a camera if it wasn't for those early formative years. And then in college, I worked really with the student television station. And one of the stories that I did was about the student tuition increase that happened, like 32%. Mm-hmm. And the student show that, uh, the report that um, I did ended up on CNN. Oh, wow. National Headline News. And I was like, that's cool. Cause I was in college at the time. And I think that moment really changed my life because it showed me that it didn't matter what age you were, like you can create impact and tell the stories that you want to without like the acceptance or approval of a three letter acronym station. Right. You know? And so I kind of continued doing that. I started my own channel because I wanted to see more faces like mine and nobody was putting it out. So I'm like, I started a YouTube channel just for that, but just posting not to be a YouTuber per se, but just using YouTube as a platform and a way to get stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I worked at like um, a music lifestyle entertainment station producing television shows and bringing on a lot of the internet celebrities. And then I was like, I don't know if there's anything else for me in the Bay that's kind of focusing on the things that I want to do. So I was like highly considering moving to Los Angeles. But so you were still doing all that stuff not here. Yeah, not Oh, here. wow. Okay, so that's yeah. crazy because it's like, this is the place that you would normally be doing all of that. Yeah. Because like, I was like, yeah. I felt like there's nobody up there. And like, and I was working on crews, all men. And, you know, they're my allies, my brothers. So I really appreciated mm-hmm. that. But, you know, when you're working in media spaces and especially in student television and you're working long hours, like your crew becomes your family. And I noticed that. And that's why I wanted to learn how to edit and shoot. So then I didn't have to rely on somebody else to like, do it and finish a story for me. Um, and then when I moved down here, I was like, okay, gung ho, like I'm going to take some acting classes, some improv classes so I can like help with my hosting. And then the second day I got here, I got a job at Google, which I don't know if you remember, I just but I was a part of the Google Glass. Oh my God, team. I do. I probably, there's probably a video of you then in the background. <laughs> I was on the Google Glass team. And oh I remember God. you coming oh in no. to grab your beta Google Glass. Yes. In the Venice office. We need to insert a clip of that somewhere. <laughs> Do you think you have it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, oh but gosh. I don't even know if I'm in the video because I wasn't your personal liaison. Yeah. But I just remember you coming in and I was like, okay, play. Well, because a lot of people come in, you know, we were fitting a lot of celebrities mm-hmm. and a lot of like um, people who just, you know, have amazing followings and <laughs> presence. So like, you know, we have to play it cool. Yeah. But like you were one of the people that I was like, oh my God. I love her. That's so funny. Oh but my gosh. Gotta keep it cool. Keep it cool. Gotta Google keep, Glass gotta keep it cool. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh That's, my You were obsessed. You, I was so obsessed. Do I you made, still have it? Oh yeah. I actually have like one of those I was showing her my uh bin of organization. <laughs> there was like a Google Glass bin. Yeah. yeah. Oh my like gosh. I had to trade in the beta ones for like the next version. So I have I don't have the the original original. But you know, you are still a far far ahead because after like the project dissolved, like even us were working there, didn't get a pair. So like it was we cool. fit everybody, but yeah. we didn't get a pair ourselves. That's usually how it works out, I feel like, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah That's unfortunately. So, funny. so yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and see oh if like gosh. you're in the background. That would be incredible. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love That's it. So funny. So the world. So that was you so you just got to LA, then you got that job. Yeah, I just got that job. And then I was like, you know, I do videos. So the great thing about 
working there is like everybody had this thirst to like try to figure out what they wanted to do and I was like hey I you know I shoot videos so I ended up shooting videos kind of creating like beta internal videos of how to operate glass that's cool um so that was kind of just like my role there too and also putting like our group of ventures together because we would have like meetings from New York to Los Angeles to you know um mountain views location and we just kind of like share what's happening in our office and stuff but then um yeah, I was like, let me try acting. I just let me just give it like my all. Yeah. You know, and not always have it on the side. So I did that for a little bit, did the whole waitressing thing. I was very lucky, like three months into just starting, like I found an agency and then I booked a national commercial. That's awesome. And, you know, it kind of just made me realize like, wow, this is really cool. But then I think going from audition to audition was very hard. I think for me, like I think like Jenna, like I like control. Mm-hmm. Like, I need it. So it's like, I like control. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I think as I continue to be in the Hollywood industry and surround myself with really amazing, as we call it, non-toxic people in the industry, I realized that, man, I think the way that I can see more people like me on screen is if I'm actually behind the camera, like, directing, editing, writing scripts, you know, instead of just waiting for that golden moment to play, you know, person number one with like a broken accent or something, you know, like, I I don't really know. So I I kind of started doing things behind the camera a lot more at that point. And then were you self-taught then for a lot of the behind the scenes stuff then? Or did you, did you take any classes or anything? No, I, I'm pretty much self-taught and I'm such a person too that, I've been so grateful and I cannot express how much gratitude I have for like the creators like you both and like the creators in my life that have allowed me to help on projects or productions and just kind of network in that way. I'm also very grateful to like the Asian American community within Hollywood that have given me such awesome opportunities to just expand and grow my network. So I would say the biggest thing recently is I've become also more of an independent producer or director. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, I directed Unforgettable, which is like this giant Asian-American gala at the Beverly Hilton. And so Daniel Day Kim was our keynote speaker. Simu Liu, who's going to be the first Asian like Marvel superhero, was our host. And like, it was just an amazing time. And it was like right before the pandemic hit too. Um, so like, that was like a big thing for me. And then, um, last year as well, like Samsung, uh, reached out and I was able to create my directorial debut using their Samsung S20. I saw that was so (laughs) cool. It was such a cool story too. Thank you. Yeah. So do you want to tell them a little bit about like how that all came across? Like, did they find you? And then how did you film that? Was that filmed during that was pandemic? filmed during pandemic. Okay. So like, this was such a crazy thing. Like, I never know how people find me. And so that's why when I get these opportunities, I'm always like, who do I think? Like, yeah. how did you find me? Um, Cause they selected four filmmakers and it seemed like the other filmmakers had already had an established base and they kind of knew what the topic was. Like one of the filmmakers, like a films, like uh, videos for rescue dogs and shelter. There's another person that you know films for thrillers and is very foodie and there's another filmmaker that focused on like a epidemiologist um about covid and so they gave us the prompt and i was laughing so hard because the prompt that they gave me was um 
love in the time of COVID. <laughs> and I was like, what about my channel makes you think I'm an expert on this? Yeah. I'm like, did you find me on Hinge? Like, <laughs> like, why am I being subjected to this subject and topic? Yeah. But I guess for me, it's like, I love people. And like, I love telling people stories. And I love documentaries. Like, I think for me, like I create documentaries. Um, so maybe I was like, maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, they gave me this prompt. And then um, I just randomly put out on social media which I love social media because it allows me to connect with so many people that I never would have thought I could connect with. And then like a friend that I had just met like like over Zoom yeah, was like, oh, because um, I was like, I'm looking for someone, a couple who met during COVID and like your relationship has blossomed. And then I had just met her, but she had just got engaged. So I was like, wait, if you got engaged, that means you guys probably have known each other for like four or five years. She's like, oh no, God. we we met at the beginning of like the pandemic and then now we're engaged. Wow. I'm like, I'm definitely telling this story because like at least I won't have to be responsible if this video continues to be out there and then maybe something happened, they broke up and like it's like the bane of their existence. Oh gosh. Oh, no. So I was like really like yeah. making sure that I picked a couple that I knew was going to stay together for a while. <laughs> Because I'm like, I don't want to be responsible to have your love story on display and you guys break up. And oh, it's yeah. like, all oh, my fault. I mean, but even if they do, like, that's such a story. So it's like, even like that moment in time is so special. True. Yeah. It's just so like, it's so new. Like, this is all such a new thing for everyone. So it's like, this story really isn't told. Yeah. So it was really nice to just spend time. And for me, like, as I was asking the questions behind the camera, I was kind of asking for myself to like, so how did you guys meet? How did these <laughs> dates and pandemic work? Like, do you guys get COVID testing every time before you guys see each other? Because it's uh, dating in the time of COVID has been such a, uh, you know, revelation. Like you people, we need, I think as humans, we naturally crave social interaction. So I was always like, how does this work? <laughs> I mean, no. I think we're all figuring it out. True. Like, it's yeah. like, I know I have friends who are actually getting like COVID tests before, yeah. <laughs> before they go out. Like it's, it's wild. I mean, at least they're being yeah. responsible, you know? Yeah. yeah. And back- you really know if you really like this person or not. So True. it kind of saves like a lot of time. And it's like, <laughs> sorry, we need a social distance. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I need some social distance today, but um, I really just don't want to see you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's all very interesting. So I've been enjoying like kind of hearing people's stories and kind yeah. of navigating it. But it is hard because it's like you don't not only is it hard to trust somebody. Yes. But like how can you trust them to be safe with, you know, like your health as well? Because it's yeah. it's you don't know. It's like yeah. you don't know them, so you don't know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I have very um severe trust issues in general. <laughs> Just with everything. So. My I mean, trust in people is always very low. Yeah. Jenna has a very good judge of character. I, I, it's very difficult because even if I get like the slightest, like, ooh, this person's giving me bad vibes. Like it's going to take mm-hmm. a lot for them to get out of it. Usually I'm probably, I'd say I've got like a 99% You're rate. pretty good. And I, <laughs> like, I have I'm, not many friends. I'm over here like <laughs> benefit of the doubt. Let me give you second, third, fourth, fifth chances. And then and I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, yeah. I think I'm right in between you both. In it's that, a good place to yeah. be. Yeah. It's like you know, yeah, <laughs> good place to be. It gets kind of lonely over here because I'm like, no, you're you're a terrible person. I'm so sorry, but yeah, I don't usually know. you're right. So I, I've, I I've learned to listen to Jenna. It's very hard, you know. But I will say back to the thing with like the pandemic and people, you know, like being kind of like lonely. I will say like I hopped on Clubhouse again last night and it was yes. just like listening to people chat and I was like, this is kind of cool. Like I feel like I'm still kind of. Not sure how I feel about Clubhouse, Clubhouse, only because 
if you get in the wrong room, you're like, okay, we just hear people bragging about themselves. But mm-hmm. I really do love it. Like I love that, like, you know, people are able to chat and have discussions and it's, I mean, we've gotten all these new apps out of, yeah. you know, out of the pandemic. And I think that's a really cool, I think Bill Gates was on last night. He was. I keep getting tricked though. Every time I go in, somebody <laughs> will pull me on stage and then oh. I'm like, no, I just wanted to listen. Yeah. And then I feel bad. I'm like, uh, I'm, dr- I'm in the bathroom right now. I can't, yeah, I, I, talk. Can, I, I can't talk, but I'm here. I'm listening. You click the button, leave quietly. <laughs> the only time I want to be on stage is with Bill Gates. I'm like, no, oh. I'm the hundreds of thousands, you know, away. But that was, I didn't get to listen to it because I kept getting tricked into ones where people were talking about Bill Gates being there. Oh, I saw there was something that someone had tweeted that it's normally kind of like the younger generation that kind of dictates like what the social apps are. But Clubhouse came out of sort of like an adult kind of uh, like, yeah. like uh, I guess because we've all, we've all grown up now. So it's kind yeah. of like, you know, TikTok and like YouTube is all like the younger generation kind of making it popular, whereas Clubhouse was the opposite. True, so it's yeah. kind of a cool kind of concept that I've really never thought about. Does yeah. the older generation like the phone? Because I still don't like the phone. I don't like the phone. Do you like the phone? Like talking on it? Like talking on like, phone? Yeah. Like for fun. For fun. Not like to make like a doctor appointment. <laughs> yeah. like, or like, or hey. like <laughs> <laughs> My general rule of thumb is like, if it takes more than five text exchanges, like I'd rather just call you. But I totally understand like nowadays where it's like, we just kind of need to put our phones on do not disturb sometimes, you know, and give ourselves like a mental break and like it just keeps going off. But I I feel like, yeah, I probably talk to my mom the most on my phone, but I I try to do it like when I'm driving or something. Well, I feel like parents get like an exception. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like, oh, I'm gonna call mom. Like that's normal. But I don't know if like someone's calling me, like if you call me, I think like, oh no, you're on like- Something's wrong. I'm like, you're probably dead. Like what happened? I don't even call you when I pass out on the street. No, you said, you texted me and I like half read it. (laughs) Well, you texted her too when she, we got like high elevation and you fainted. I couldn't believe it because I'd never (laughs) passed out before. So I didn't really understand fully what had just happened after I fell into the snow. So I'm like, I'll just text Jenna. So that's when you make a phone call. I know. And I didn't make the phone call. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad we're getting it out now. So it's right. like this is my expectation when yeah. something bad is happening, you call. But you that's call. actually so interesting because yeah, I never thought about it. Like it's so it's such a strange concept to call. So when I feel like my mom's calling now or like just anybody's calling, like it's, it's what's happening? Yeah, yeah like something wrong. wrong. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> terrible thing where I'm like, why is why is my mom calling me at like two PM? It's not like nighttime, like what's wrong? Yeah. Like, usually I, it's a butt yeah. dial. Yeah. <laughs> I was driving and then I saw somebody was texting me. I'm like, oh my God, like I can't, I, can't, I like I have to just call because I'm like, this needs to be addressed now. So then yeah. I call, but it's like usually like just, I don't know. Cause we have another yeah. friend, uh, our friend Jace. Yeah, he likes the phone. Freaking loves the phone. Like always talking on that phone. Like, <laughs> I just, what are you doing? I don't know. Who are you talking uh, to? Uh, everybody. Yeah, like on our trip, I'm like, who are you on the phone with? Was that like He's a chatting. potential spam? Yeah, he, <laughs> did he, yeah, he answered the phone. Probably. It was potential spam. <laughs> so like, do you prefer that you just, to keep everything in a text. I mean, I don't like, again, if it's something that needs to be addressed with voice, it can happen quicker. But most of the time it's like, I feel like texting is like, it's like an all day kind of thing. Like if we're having yeah. a conversation and it's not like that important, like I can just leave off. Yeah. I'll come back when I can get to it. Yeah. But if it's, if it's immediate, like it's, yeah, make a phone call. Or come here and like, we'll be present together. Yeah. Or if you, you need know? to like call me, like give me a heads up, like, hey, do you have time to chat in like five minutes? Yes. I like that. Yes, I, yes, I can I chat like that in too. five minutes. Cause like they'll start you get calling you. You have no idea what you were doing at that time. Like yeah. you could be in the middle of production or about to shoot something. Then they just start talking. I'm like, mm, I'm going to have to cut you off right there. Cause like, I'm actually about to do something, but 
let's schedule a time. Yeah. And then I feel weird for saying that, you know, like, oh, let me pencil you in or schedule a time to talk to you. Right. Like, I don't mean to be rude, but I just want to actually make time for you mm-hmm. in a schedule when it's not, we're just not, like texting back and forth all day. Yeah. Cause I don't like to not be fully present if I'm talking to someone. So even if it's a text, like, I'm like, I can't address all these things that you just asked me right now. Like I need to, I need to process. And I'm, I get so distracted. Like I get nothing done. Like I feel like I've I been will, trying to get you to do something for a week now. Know, Maybe so longer sorry. than I know. A week. I know. I'm gonna do that today after this. I promise you. <laughs> like I have you. to I stand know. over you and be like, "Are you do?" Like I'm like your mom. No, like our mom had to do that. Like she actually would stand over that's, me to get me to do my work. That's infuriating. You should send her a gift basket. I should. <laughs> like I'm so upset. <laughs> I should just send her a bag of money at this point because. <laughs> That poor woman, what she had to I deal mean, with. I mean, dad too. Dad too. Yeah, oh my God. He had a little bit. Well, actually, yeah, he had a lot too, but but he, mom was on the day today. Oh. I'm so sorry to everyone. Like I, it's- Do your I, parents listen to your podcast? I, I mom just started listening. Mom started listening. I mean, like sorry, they mom. get it because <laughs> like dad will still need you to do something oh, yeah. and he'll be like, I'm trying to call your sister. Where is she? Like, can you can you tell her this? And even like our manager, can you tell Justine this? And I like, didn't come I here have, for a lecture. I have always been. I'm now the messenger, and I'm like, this is infuriating. I think because also people know that like I don't put up with crap, and like I will get things done. So I'm like, you put your phone down, you get off that treadmill, and you do this right now. I know it's terrible. I mean, I'm a it's like my person. ADD is so bad. We were talking. I was like, I was like, wonder what should I medicate myself with that? Fix it. You know, then- I don't know if these yerbas help with <laughs> oh, that. Oh, wait, 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 talk this about is it. my first one, and I'm like. <laughs> You're all over the place. <laughs> so this is your first yerba experience. Like, yeah. How do you feel? I feel really like tea high. Is that the word? Cause I, okay, here's the thing. I don't drink coffee. I drink a lot of tea though. Yeah. So the first thing Justine goes like, you want to try one? I'm like, sure. And so I'm getting out and like the first sip, she's like, have you ever had, like, do you drink caffeine? I'm like, no. Well, well, you do now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the first time we tried it was like 2011. Comic-Con. In Comic-Con, they like were handing them out in the street. Yeah. And like, literally never, like there's some guy in like this back alley in like a tent. And he's like, you want this uh, year of mom? I'm like, sure, this looks and nice. And you all said, yes. We go, yeah. yeah, what's up? And like, he's like, okay, cool, cool. Like, like just super chill. Yeah, and he was like, I, the, the feeling that I felt, I was like, I think this might be what drugs is like. I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have anything <laughs> to compare it to because I don't do drugs, but like yeah. if I did, this is it. And I think we were like leaving like a, an event or like a party. So it was like kind of late, like not when you would drink like a caffeinated no. drink. And yeah. we were just like, wow, we can like take on the world right now. We're like, what is this <laughs> I'm drink? I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, let's go out on the town. And it was just this feeling that I've never felt before. So how yeah. much do you have left? Have you like- I have maybe like oh, half wow. an inch left. Oh, oh wow, you're gonna be getting silly. Yeah. I had no idea there was caffeine in this thing. So I was just like drinking it. She's like, do you drink caffeine? I'm like. Is there caffeine in this? This thing? one has 80 milligrams because I have the sparkling what one. What does this uh-huh. one have? So this is two servings. It should one say a sparkling Wait. one. Yeah, this one says yeah. non-carbonated. So mine is, it's this is sparkling, 80 milligrams of caffeine per can. What do you have? I'm you s- have 150 milligrams. Oh, is that you a 150, 150 milligrams of caffeine Where per can. Where does it can. say that? It says it on the bottom. Right by the barcode. Wait, I was getting, <laughs> I've been getting half the amount of caffeine juice. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> interesting <laughs> and she continues to drink so there was a point during the pandemic it was about like maybe in the middle and tyler might remember as he is as like chugging 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 we were drinking it now he's like i want to get one too. get on this yerba like i was i would drink a coffee in the morning and then i would have this and then i would have lunch and then i would have another and then i would have another coffee oh, and i started whoa. having like panic attacks like we were doing this one shoot i was like i was like tyler i think i'm freaking out 
Yep. I was like, I think I, I think I drink too much coffee. And then finally I like kind of got that. I was like, I had to cut back. Like it was a problem. Yeah. How much caffeine's in one cup of coffee? I think like 150. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's yeah, gonna yeah. be interesting. Yeah. I will say the reason why I stopped is share like back when I was working at the television station, I tried Vietnamese coffee for the first time. <gasps> That's so, so good. It is so strong. Yes. <laughs> so good. I tried it for the first time though, and I kid you not, I was shaking so bad I couldn't drive home from work that day. I was like I had gotten like a couch futon that actually fit in the cubicle and I was like laying down and I was like okay, I can't operate this car right now. Like, <laughs> no. I don't know how to like suppress myself. So from that moment, I stopped drinking coffee. I never really was interested in coffee. It's kind of like with addictions, right? Like if, you, if you're if you not, if you don't need it, don't start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the smell of coffee and I love like coffee ice cream. I like when other people drink coffee, but. It's also interesting too, because I'm definitely like, there's no doubt about it in anyone's mind that I am, I definitely have ADD. So with coffee, it kind of sometimes has the reverse effects where it makes you ah, super tired. Gotcha. So yeah. a lot of times with caffeine, like it, it, it doesn't give me that effect. I just start like, I think that's why I'm really tired. I know it makes well. me very tired. The only thing that a coffee in the morning does is prevent me from getting a headache because I'm addicted to it. Oh, and I do, I, I like it. Like I like, I have like my little morning coffee and my creamer <laughs> and like, I just like, you know, scroll through the internet and then I'm just like, okay, well that kept me awake for 30 minutes and now I'm exhausted. It's a struggle. <laughs> okay. So hold on a second. We left off. You were in Los Angeles at Google Glass and now <laughs> oh, that's we've, right. we've, we've lost track. Speaking of distractions. So wait, so that was like, what? 25th, 14? Uh, 20, that was like so la that. la was 2013 i'm gonna look up this youtube video really quick while we discuss here yeah i was like i, I worked at google from 2013 to 2014 okay. i believe yeah so the google glass was around 2013 i think i when did i move here 2014 or 2015 so this was seven years ago i made uh what was my google glass review yeah this was in oh let's see here june 28th 2013 ah wow, wow. Yep. Wow, that's a long time ago. I know. It seems like decades happen? ago. So then you did so Google, and then after that, then where did, did you- Did the whole acting thing. That's I was right, like okay. stage manager and stuff like that. And then a couple of the years were kind of blurry. Oh, and then like I started um, producing and managing social media at this now called Soraya, but they were formerly known as the Valley Performing Arts Center. So it's a performing arts center at Cal State Northridge. That's cool. And I was doing that for three years. So basically getting to tour and travel to- like places, like I remember one of my favorite gigs was going to the United Nations to um, record the Satchel Ensemble because they were celebrating Pakistan's 70th year of independence. And I love music and culture in a way. So I was like, you know, it's always been a part of my identity is to appreciate diversity and being able to be a part of the Music Knows No Border campaign where we were bringing artists from um, areas of conflict to perform music um, at our venue and really curate, you know, the performance. So it wasn't just like, oh, you're a singer, let's sing your songs and that's it. It's more like, let's work with you and create something really memorable. And working with 50 artists a year and creating their content and stuff, it was really fun because I got to ex- exercise being more behind the camera and just shooting stuff and then creating like social media out of it. But, you know, there's a part of me that was like, I kind of want to do this like beyond just one area and just expand. And so I like quit my full time job back in 2018. I'm like, I'm going to just do my own thing. Started Nikki Sun Media and I'm a freelance director, cinematographer, host, editor. And it's just been 
kind of like project to project, you know, like people ask me like what my dream job is. I really don't have one. I'm happy right now. Yeah. Like it's always evolving. Maybe what I want to do hasn't been created or invented yet. So I'm always on like, I don't know, let's learn and grow and adapt and be flexible. And even now under in, in this pandemic time, it's made me take a step back and reassess and evaluate like what makes my life worth living. Yeah. And it's for me, it's like impact, you know, no matter how big or small, but I think right now, like my main focus is really just going full time on technique speaking and really amplifying more creators and getting connected in that space to just create and share stories that I feel are worth sharing um, in a bigger mainstream audience. And I love that you've been doing stuff on TikTok too, because like the <laughs> traditional TikTok, like to me, like everyone doesn't consider like this type, the type of stuff that you're doing. Like it's like fun tech tips and stuff like that. So it's a very different type of content than what most people would think that you would yeah. find on TikTok. So it's really say, cool. Like when TikTok first came out, I was like, I'm not going to get on this. Like all I see is like young kids doing dances and I'm like, I'm not coordinated at <laughs> all. Like I can't do these dances. And then the creator learning fund or the creative learning fund came out. And then my friend told me like, you should be a part of it. Like we'll see if your angle will work. And then they reached out to me and they were like, yeah, we would like to consider you as one of our creators that creates educational content. And that's when I started seeing the power of TikTok. I've learned so much on that app than any other social media platform. And it's incredible. It's like small business tips. I'm like, let me like this so it reaches my algo. Like you have reached small business creator, like algo, you know? So cool. And I'm like learning like the lingo and all that stuff. I know there's like a war between like Generation Z and millennials right now, but it's like- About the jeans, the skinny about, jeans. Like, your hair and, and the hair part. Like, I'm like, leave like, us alone. I know. I was like, Wait, what's this? It's like, oh, our millennials, like they wear um, the- Skinny, skinny jeans. jeans and they part their hair like they don't part their hair in the center i'm like i feel personally attacked right now <laughs> Wait, so then what am what am i will you be a millennial okay so you don't have your hair parted down the center you don't, don't wear touch me I don't have touch <laughs> <laughs> you don't like being touched um yeah there's a war wait a minute yeah. how do i not know about this because so you wait, haven't okay, been on so tiktok wait. so wait do I want to have a center part? What is, what do we want to have? I think you just want to be you and be loved no, and accepted for we being We need to you. be what they want us to be, Nikki. Did we not learn anything? Well, they're wearing like the flare jeans again. And then I was laughing so hard. The people were like, uh, you clearly have never worn these pants during like a rainstorm and stepped into a puddle. They're like, we've learned our lesson. Like that's why we wear skinny jeans now. I yeah, see. There's, okay. There's a war. Oh yeah. my God, I love this. I had a it's really, part for a while. It's really funny though, but I'm just like, wow, don't come for me. Mm -mm, I'm like, no. get out of here. I've also learned a lot on TikTok. The yeah. best life hack I've ever learned on TikTok. Yeah, spill it. Okay. I was shocked. I was like, this is no way it's going to work. I uh -huh. saw this lady and it's usually when people like will react to it and then they go try it. Um, she was trying to open a jar of sauce and she couldn't open it. Mm -hmm. So she took a knife. She went like, she hit the top of the, the can. Uh -huh. Um, of the jar, and it just opened. Hmm. You can hear you hear like a little. Oh, and you don't actually make a huge hole, but it just releases like a little like bit of right in the middle of the top. Yeah, releases like a little bit of pressure, and you can easily open it. Oh, it I'll is, try that. It, I've done it like ten times since then. Using the back of a knife and like banging around the entire jar. <laughs> yeah, no, you I literally, literally did that this morning. <laughs> take take the knife and just like hit the top of it and make like a little tiny hole. It releases some pressure, and you can open it. Gosh. I was like, what? I'm still thinking about center parts. <laughs> yeah, you'll, I mean, now that you 
you know, said it, TikTok has now heard that and you're going to be targeted. So you're, I you're was so hit. into TikTok at the beginning of the pandemic because it was so fun to me to like, just be like kind of how I felt when I was creating YouTube yeah. videos for the first time. Like you could just be fun and silly. Yeah. That uh, Jen and Tyler had an intervention with me. It was a lot. It's probably one of my favorite videos we've done in a really long time. Like it was so fun. Like we just, like they kind of sat down and were like, Justin, we we have a problem. I mean, like I started to get back into TikTok during the pandemic, just like watching. It would be like 2 a.m. and you'd get that alert where it's like, hey, you've been scrolling for so long. Let's do these take a break. How'd you know? And I go, no, let (laughs) me do what I want. Um, So I wasn't really making them. I was just consuming it. But it's just so fun. There's so like my algorithm is like all dogs. So like I'll just like cry. I'm like, oh my God, this dog is getting rescued. And then like I'll go to the like, the person's um, profile and like, did they, uh, did they rescue the dog? And they've got like all the follow-ups. I'm like, this is so great. So yeah, I've been, I can get I've been lost in. for a long time, but you said you used to be, so are you like not a huge well, fan of TikTok anymore? No, 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 I, I absolutely, I love, I freaking love She's like it. She's like Gen Z, I, I love TikTok. I swear. No, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I would, so when I got into TikTok, yeah. then I stopped like making YouTube videos as much. Cause it's mm, like, again, yeah. we were talking about like on uh, in your interview, yeah. like when I'm into something, it's like- You take the extreme. It's like extreme. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Like you did this with Vine. Oh yeah. Oh, I was really, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then I was like, okay, wait, I'm actually forgetting the thing that that I'm like most my audience is on. Yeah. What pays my bills and what I consistently create. So I gotta go back to YouTube. But then yeah, yeah I mean, I think I'm now gonna turn my TikTok into lightsaber TikTok. Oh, there you so go. So pretty go. excited about it. There you yeah, go. I mean, there's you a know, niche there. There's a niche for there that. There really is. It's there's really anything goes on TikTok, which is fun. Yeah. Cause I've started following this girl. She's I think she's in Canada. Her name's Michelle, but she's like incredible like stunt woman and she Ooh, does all this cool stuff stunt women. she's so great like she's got, got so many cool lightsaber tricks you can like react to her video of you trying the trick or oh, like she's what, so what, do you, what do you call it not react duet duet it but yeah. then there's yeah. like something else you can do too i don't know there's so oh, much there's like split TikTok. video yeah. and stuff like that yeah that'd be super there's cute, so though. many things but it's been cool to see you kind of doing something different which i feel like was really cool it's like oh this is great like you're you're actually like making educational content that people can learn so it's it's really cool. thank you it's just yeah. been hard finding that community though and i was like talking to the agency that got me on they're like yeah you know like there's a huge space for like the food the fashion the dance but you know we don't really know the tech and filmmaking space yet so i'm like i'm trying to create that space but i'm like where are all my tech community heads out it's hard yeah. Do you know yeah. Sawyer Hartman? Yes, he okay. was the one that interviewed me oh, on really? uh, Samsung. Oh wait, would I miss that then? Yeah. But his TikTok, like I was like, oh my gosh. Cause I mean, we've got known for like what? Really Just, long time. I feel like decades at this point. And I remember seeing his first video, not his first video, but he was recommended on TikTok. And I was like, oh, no way. And then like just you're like- on here too? And then watching him like grow and like watching how much like TikTok was like promoting. It was like, this is so cool. Cause his stuff is so good. And I feel like it is like that yes. like little like educational, but also like creative I get very space. jealous by how many lens that he's sponsored I by. I know. But yeah, I didn't know that. Cause he actually was the host uh, of the Pop Sugar and Samsung Virtual Film Fest, which where they aired and gotcha. debuted my thing. So I was like, oh my gosh, hi. Yeah, oh, his, from Hawaii. his TikTok is very <laughs> creative. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like I, so I was always inspired by that. I'm like, I can't pull this off because I don't have the patience, but good for you and I enjoy it. Seriously. Okay, what trend or challenge is like your absolute favorite? <gasps> oh no. I don't even know. Uh, on TikTok? It's hard to say because I feel like I don't see, like I honestly only see dogs anymore. <laughs> You're like, I'm on this <laughs> algorithm and I'm not leaving. I really am. I, I've been enjoying the one where um, the pet owners are like, the dog will be next to them and they'll be like calling out their name and like seeing how the dog reacts because they're always just like, I'm right here. Like, what? I'm right here. So that's been like my personal favorite one. Um, I, I, don't, I will say I'm glad I don't really see any dances and I don't see dances. Gotcha. 
I don't see like booty shaking. I don't know if yeah. they're not doing that anymore. I never see Charlie. I never see Addison. Like they are never recommended to me anymore. You know, I've never seen a video of theirs on my feed. I don't it's think weird. I have either actually. I, yeah. I was heavily served them and now I never see them anymore. So oh, I don't yeah. know if they're not doing it. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm sure they are. I don't are. see them anymore. And I'm like, I think I'm okay with it. Give yeah. me the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I know I did the other day. Uh, I told Maddie I was going to throw his favorite toy away. <gasps> and it was the saddest thing. Like his look, he's, he just like dropped his, he had his, he just put his paw on it. He's like, oh, Aww. don't I was take like, my toy. He's like, don't take my toy. Is that toy is yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, I feel like I've just been doing some scrolling, so I haven't really seen many challenges. But yeah. before I was so, like I was obsessed. Yeah. Like it was really bad. Like I couldn't think about anything else. Like I was just like, I'd wake up in the morning. I'm like what TikToks am I going to make today? I yeah. saw one the other day. It was this guy who was playing the piano, and he heard, or he heard, I think his neighbor playing the piano, and he could like hear the song. So then he started playing the duet oh. of it. I don't know if it was like Titan. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um. And then he realized that his um the person who lived over there was like a seventy or eighty year old man. His wife recently passed away, and he like would play this song because every afternoon like she liked to hear it. Oh. So now now like. They're playing the piano through the wall with each other like every day. And I was like, oh my God, I'm crying. So like, oh that's why I love TikTok. Like those type of stories and like mm -hmm. those videos. I'm like, oh my God, this is so sweet. So I'll have to find short it. short content too. So it's kind of, yeah. like, it's, it's short content, but then you scroll for like five hours. So it's, yeah. it's, it's Well, hard. I guess like, since you both are YouTubers, are you planning on seeing, utilizing shorts? Like the YouTube shorts coming out? Or is that like, this is another thing that's going to take my time away or do you think it's going to amplify it? Or, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on, I mean, that? I think I'll, I don't know if I'll create specifically for it, but what we will do sometimes is like we shoot wide enough to make things vertical. So it's mm -hmm. like a lot of times I will take, I'll do a couple different like intro options. If I think that this is going to be something that I'm going to do for, for Instagram or whatever. So it's yeah. like, just to try to like make it shorter to kind of fit something into 15 seconds. So, I mean, I'll see. I mean, I'm, I love, using all of the stuff at YouTube, but it's just so, it gets so exhausting. And even know? like with Instagram, there's like 20 different things you can do on Instagram now. You've got like the reels, you've there got are, the I, other things, oh. you've got the IGTV Instagram thing. can be very frustrating though. And all I want to do is post one <laughs> picture and they're like, no, we are punishing you for that. The moment that they switched the post button to the shop button, oh. I was like, I kept accidentally clicking on them. Like, I know what your intention is and that doesn't sit right. Has anyone me. ever purchased anything <laughs> off of the Instagram shop button? Okay, I might You're have. weak. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> you're weak. You're weak. <laughs> Tyler also Tyler. weak. Tyler also weak. But a lot of times I'll go to like their website specifically after I yeah. see it and not buy it directly on Instagram. But I'm, oh God, I'm, I bought so much stuff. The placement yeah. of the button, they tricked us. Yeah. They, knew oh. what they, they knew what they, they were doing. They knew what they were doing. They were like, we're going to get those thumbs ready, those fingers ready. They're going to, you know, <laughs> this is going to be a thing. And then we're going to switch it on them and trick them. I'm just fired up about reels. It's trash. It's garbage. They did a terrible job with it. I mean, okay. it doesn't make sense to me, but I will say the views are incredible. The views it. are incredible, but I'm still upset about it. Yeah, I don't like Only it. Only because it's like TikTok did such a good job of the integration, mm -hmm. making it easy to find the music, easy to find the challenges. And they just kind of like threw it in there. Like it could be so cool, but they didn't do it right. Yeah, yeah. because if they did it exactly right, it'd be like a complete ripoff or copycat. Kind of like when Snapchat had, you know, stories <laughs> first and then Instagram was like, we have stories now. Yeah, I love like, Where'd Instagram that stories from? though. No, Instagram stories are my favorite. And I'm, yeah, I no longer use Snapchat, but the I think that the reels kind of made me feel and then, and oh. I don't know if this ever happens to you guys. Like if you'll just have Instagram open in your phone, but like not actually on it, it'll just start playing a reel out of nowhere. Yeah, it's kind of possessed. I hear a sound <laughs> and I'm like, where's that sound coming from? And I know it's like the same, I'm like, this is, and then I swipe and it's an Instagram reel. I'm like, but I wasn't on you. Where'd you come from? 
And like I know that they say that they're not listening, but I don't believe it. Oh, because oh my gosh. those ads are so targeted. I know. There's this one TikTok that I really like though. It's this girl that has her boyfriend, and she left his her boyfriend's phone on. She's like, engagement rings, engagement <laughs> rings, <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> Harry Winston. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> and really I'm like funny. that is such a funny hack. That oh, that's is like so funny. Us would be like mm, AI tech, <laughs> you know, like latest cameras, Poppy, yeah, Poppy, Sony, um, um, A1 Alpha, A1 six hundred million. Meter G Master lens. Oh, yeah. I need that for my for three ninety nine. That lens is sponsor like, me. That lens is expensive. Do you think we can rent it for the bird cam? I'm trying. I'm to gonna think, have to upgrade. The, the six hundred millimeter. One of them is fourteen thousand dollars. Okay, I can't keep that outside. I don't <laughs> think we can't leave that. No, outside. it's like a fourteen thousand dollar lens. Speaking expensive. of like expensive things, like do you remember like a time where there was like something that was like your first like big like tech purchase that like basically changed your career? Kind of like that trajectory of something that was like, I needed this and now I have it. And I think the one thing uh, that I didn't personally buy, but was using at the time, I think it was like a Panasonic, like DVX, like 200. It was like what we were using for like student television at the time. We didn't know how much it was because we were able to get it sponsored by the school. But I think at that time it was like $12,000 for this camera that still shot on mini DV tapes. And then now like... Panasonic, I, I had um, done a review on their AGCX10, and that was like twenty five hundred. But it also live streams to YouTube. You can connect it to the Wi Fi. The screen flips, so you don't have to like have somebody on the other end. It has like two XLR inputs, so you can get quality audio, and uh, a light that goes like pretty freaking bright, like an on camera light. Whereas you know nowadays you have to like buy all these separate things. And I was like, wow, and it's shot shot in four K. And I'm like. Man, if anything, I'm more um, excited that like kind of all the technology uh, because of the market level, we've been able to like access more options for cheaper. Um, But I would say like that was like the biggest thing at the time that I was like, oh, I didn't even know how much it was. But wow, that was expensive for what it did. Well, it's like because we've all been doing this for so long, like we have seen like that price. Like, I mean, you everything was so expensive like even storage storage is like still most expensive like i know that content creators we need all these storage spaces like i'm looking for one right now so i'm like is there a sponsor out there because Um, these things can go all the way to 30k yeah yeah for like storage and it's like the jellyfish server that we have was very expensive because that's built for you know like larger companies to to do multiple editing off of but even just like solid state drives like uh, that's another misconception a lot of people think that okay well all drives are created equal. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> it's like once you go and start editing off of like a solid state drive, like that, you're just, there's no going back. There's no going back. I mean, when you have write speeds and read speeds up to like 500 megabytes per second, I'm just like, okay, I cannot go mm-hmm. back after that. You probably have drives that go even faster than that. Yeah, so. and, and it's just, it makes such a huge difference. I mean, you're editing off of, you're editing like 4K, 8K footage. Like you can't yeah. be editing off of just like regular drives. And yeah. it makes such a huge difference. But it's also multi-purpose too, because like even with the black magic pocket 4k cinema camera you can actually shoot directly onto a solid state drive now and yeah. it's like wow i can use this for anything and it's so tiny and portable and uh, like, like the the ninja like the atomos like recording directly yes. externally on like the solid state drives that was game changing for us too because it's like we could record for hours mm-hmm. and now with like the newer upgrades to the, the sony cameras like we, we don't have a recording limit but yeah. man that was like the best thing yes well, those file sizes were huge though they were well that's just because you know we like to up our no i mean i get like, it as high as possible yeah, no, yeah. Like, for sure, for sure. You know. but then you're like where am i gonna put all this stuff yep. 300 <sighs> gig for one little video but, tragic and then the cf express cards are very expensive 
but they're so fast. They are very fast, but I'm like terrified. I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose this $300 little piece of plastic. It's yeah. like, crazy. They're so great. But yeah, going back from like that to like a normal like SD card, I'm like, oh, you're slow. Yeah. Yeah. Like even when we were transferring me footage from our interview earlier, I was like, wait, three minutes? I was like, it's done. I'm like, I think our interview was like at least close to an hour. And I was like, that was really quick. It was very fast. <laughs> it was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Zero to hundred real quick. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us yes, today. Thank you this for is so exciting. Me. So where can they find everything about you? Uh, well, you can support my new channel, my new endeavor on uh, Techniki Speaking. My name is spelled N-I-C-K-I. Uh, dot com and then I do have my personal at Nikki Sun channels but I also have like at Techniki Speaking but if you follow me there like sign up for my newsletter and we can like connect and be friends amazing well thank you so much this was so fun uh yeah we'll see you guys in the next podcast yeah bye bye, bye. go check out Nikki go be her friend <laughs>